and let us lift our hearts to God in prayer. By your surprising grace, O God, our eyes are opened, our ears unstopped, our hearts attuned to the needs of others. We share so more people may know an abundant life. So expand our horizons, fill us to the brim with your spirit, and tear down the limits of our caring and generosity. This we pray in the name of the living and loving Christ's name. Amen. And you may be seated. Before I read our scripture today, I want to say that our regular tech guy, Ricky Harbeck, is out today. He had a, a prior commitment, and so we have uh, Mike Penny filling in, for which we are very grateful. Um, he was just thrilled, yes. He was just thrilled that I had an extra complicated tech setup today. So extra kudos to uh, Mike for helping us out today. So our gospel reading today comes from the book of Luke, uh, the 13th chapter, verses 31 through 35. Hear now the word of the Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. May God bless our understanding of this sacred text. Will you pray with me? God of many names, you are our rock and our redeemer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. During Lauren's first step, I thought, oh, now they know that's the prayer when you're nervous that you pray so you can do the thing you're nervous about doing. So um, I have been revealed um, all these years. That's what that prayer is doing. <laughs> Friends, God is not a concept. God is not an idea. God is not an idol, an imaginary friend, or a good luck charm. God is God, transcendent yet personal, utterly unknowable, yet revealed to us in Jesus Christ. 
When we think we've wrapped our minds around who God is, when we're sure we've got it all figured out, we are farthest from encountering the living God. Because God is so much bigger and greater and other than we can comprehend, our best bet is not doctrine and dogma. Now, we need something a little more humble, a little more slant. We need poetry. We need a metaphor. Not one metaphor. We need countless metaphors. We need metaphors that complement, and we need metaphors that contradict. We need songs and similes, stories and psalms. Thankfully, we receive all this and more in the Holy Bible. The pages of our sacred scriptures are full to the brim with diverse images, names, and metaphors for the triune God. Living water, love, Lord of lords, Prince of peace, everlasting Father, the way, the truth, and the life. Lamb of God, Advocate, Messiah, Good Shepherd, Holy Spirit, Bread of Life, True Vine. Friends, I could go on. There are many images, names, and metaphors for the triune God. However, could all of these refer to the same divinity? And yet, what a gift to have so many ways to imagine and speak of the one God who is creator, redeemer, and sustainer of all that is. Language is limited, and we are mere humans. What better way to keep us humble and amazed than to worship the God who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? And then there's the metaphor Jesus employs in today's Gospel reading. It is not the first time the Holy One has been likened to a winged creature. The psalmist speaks of a God who will cover you with his pinions and grant you refuge under his wings. It is an image of protection, a promise of refuge. Last week, I spent a few days with my best friend on Puget Sound. That's why I didn't know what was going on at church. <laughs> on a day trip to Whidbey Island, we saw four bald eagles on the wing. Four bald eagles. Three circled Deception Pass, 
and a fourth landed on a tall branch jutting out over the aquamarine water. Just a couple hundred meters from the bridge where we stood. He was a majestic bird, his wingspan astonishingly broad. We were transfixed. But Jesus does not liken himself to a grand raptor of a bird. Jesus, who is God from God, light from light, compares himself to a mother hen. Mother hen. Earlier this week, church member Sami Flanagan posted this picture of one of her backyard chickens. This is Betty, reluctantly modeling a handmade hat. Perhaps you really have to be a Bible nerd or a preacher to experience what I experienced when I saw this snapshot, which was a laugh of recognition. God is not a concept. God is not an idea. God is not an idle, imaginary friend or good luck charm. But God is like a mother hen. I was tempted to tag Jesus in the photo. This makes me laugh, but it is also poignant. I invite you to watch this brief video of a hen gathering her brood under her wing. This is what God is like, a fiercely protective mother. In just a few short chapters, Jesus will look out upon Jerusalem and weep, his heart broken by the people of the city. The religious leaders and the Roman authorities will not merely reject the Son of God sent to save them. They will kill him, and he knows this. Still, he longs to draw them to him, to love and protect them from themselves and from whatever foxes might be prowling around the coop. Now, I don't suppose you all particularly want to think of yourselves as helpless little chicks seeking shelter under the wing of a mother hen. We like to think of ourselves as more dignified, more self-sufficient, more powerful. Many of these unexpected metaphors for God come with uncomfortable metaphors for humankind. But even though I don't like it, I know I'm a bit of a chicken. I am fearful and frantic and foolish. I certainly have moments 
where all I want is to be wrapped in the embrace of my mother. I should say, a few weeks ago, somebody said their father loved them, and I said, my father loves me, and he's watching. Hi, Dad, and then my mom said, why didn't you say hi to me? So, hi, Mom. <laughs> Just as I am grateful for the metaphor of God, our Heavenly Father, I am grateful for the metaphor of God, our mother hen. These past few weeks, we have witnessed a terrible, brutal war unfold. The Russian military is bearing down on several Ukrainian cities, doing great harm to the infrastructure of the nation as well as killing and injuring many civilians. It seems every day the news is worse. And every day we marvel at the courage of the Ukrainian people. It's a complicated and frightening war with profound consequences for neighborhoods in Ukraine and for global stability. However else, our own nation and allies respond. As people of faith, we must respond with ardent prayer. And perhaps this unpretentious metaphor for our loving, merciful, and comforting God gives us just the image we need to pray for the people of Ukraine. Let us faithfully imagine them under the wing of the God who is God, the God who is love. This artwork by the Reverend Lyle Gwyn Garrity might help us in our imaginative prayer. She reflects on her work when I began this image, I drew a young boy peeking out from the open folds of a canvas tent in a refugee camp. I added rugged stones lining the bottom hem of the tent, holding the flimsy fabric in place. But then, I felt compelled to turn the tent flap into a wing with feathers lined in gold. At that point, all the details of the boy's setting no longer mattered. I erased them from the scene. I saw clearly the promise of Psalm 27. You are under God's wing. May you dwell there surely and safely all your days long. And as I consider how we might pray for the enemy perpetrating death and destruction in this war, I am drawn again to an image of parent and child. I close my eyes and see an angry, frightened boy acting out in violence, fists swinging wildly. 
I see a father wrapping his arms around the boy, risking his own nose to come close enough to restrain the boy. The child does not like to be held in this straitjacket of parental grip. And at first, he resists with all his might. But after a time of furious struggle, the boy begins to give in. His strength is no match for his father's. What is at first merely a physical giving up becomes a total surrender. What was a restraint hold becomes a loving embrace. Maybe then the artist can begin erasing details from the scene. The arms of the father become again those wings of gold. It turns out the enemy is just another helpless chick in need of the God who is God, the God who is love. Friends, may it be so. Please rise or rise in spirit and join together our voices in this affirmation of faith, which is a paraphrase of the 27th Psalm. The Lord is my light. The Lord surrounds me like a warm, familiar quilt in layers of grace. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the sturdy foundation and the roof over my head. I am not afraid. When the world is at its worst, when grief clings to my bones, when fear eats at my confidence, when loneliness moves into my house, God sets the table, turns on the lights, and invites me to dance. So even though there are days that feel like too much to bear, I know I am not alone. So I ask the Lord, I seek and I pray, let me live in your house all of my days. Amen. 